Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 5th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. Just uh, another weekend. Another weekend, that's right. My Wi-Fi is just being horrible. You're just yelling at me. You're scolding me. You're actually getting hostile with me. Aggressive. It's about terrible. my Wi-Fi. It's I'm sorry, it's going to be choppy worse. again. It doesn't seem to be getting worse. Kids got a Nintendo Switch. We've got eighty thousand devices on it, and this is what this is where we are. So, I, I mean, you're coming in and out. We'll try to get through it. You know, get this done. I'm ready for a weekend. Might, Weather looks I might, good. I might take my share, my share of the Bixby slush fund and and put it towards no, a, a private no, no. Wi-Fi feed for you. I'm I mean, getting to that point. bill is outrageous as it is. I don't understand what I'm paying for. But anyways, no one needs to hear this. Um, yeah, big weekend coming up. Should we uh, get through some podcast business real quick? Uh, we yeah. have a birthday. Nagel's Bagels, happy birthday. Not only did he say, I, I've not been keeping up with the birthdays. Have you? you? You never did keep up with the birthdays, did you? The birthdays? The, the messages. I don't, I'm sorry I don't, to I don't, everyone I, out there. I don't accept, I don't accept the birthday requests. So I've, I've, I've not been able to keep up with them. But uh, Nagel's Bagels sent us a video birthday request. And it was going above and beyond. So we have to give him a shout out. He's been a very loyal audience uh, listener. And, you know, he's always tweeting and sending his creative messages. But, so this was uh, going above and beyond with the video. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's still disrespectful to all the listeners' times that we're doing birthdays, you know, of random people that they don't know. Well, the only reason I liked it was because he said birthdays aren't a big deal. I'm, I don't care if like my dad calls me, my sis, and that's if you're over twelve and you're making a big deal out of your birthday, I have a problem with you. Birthday weeks, we've talked about this before in the past. All right, then other business. What about your sixteenth Caps- birthday? That's kind of a big deal. You get a yeah, drive. 16, 16, 21. 21. Yeah. sure, you're, sure. Thir- even thirty. I'll give thirty. You know. Uh, there was the dirty somebody, 30. I forget. Somebody had like one. Of, so they're doing all the drive-bys right now, like birthday, like where you drive by, there's like a parade and wave for kids. Some some adult around here did it. I can't remember. I was like, what are you doing? I mean, what are 50, you doing? 50 is a big birthday. Yeah, sure. Fine. Fine. There's a few. But like I meant more like making it a big deal yourself. I, I just that that's. I don't know. Let's just grow up a little bit. It's just it's just a day. All right. Um, other business. We have a caption contest we need to resolve for the uh, inaugural first ever shotgun start polos from B. Dratty. They're slick. They're good polos. Do you have a, a, a choice? We're, we're each picking one, I believe. Oh, a lot yeah. of good. Let me pull this up. A lot up. of good. A lot of good. Uh, a lot of good captions. You know, Phil's insider trading was a theme. The solid core golf ball was a Gambling. theme. Gambling was a theme. I'll, I'll say er, a few. Ernie's winemaking was a, like a lot of, I laughed several points, several times. I'm going to give a few of my favorites. Joshua okay. B. Long, yellow and green okay. never suited Ernie the same way after this. That was good. That was good. Uh, Rowan B23. Phil uh, may have won had he used a solid core golf ball. This is, again, this is a 1984 Junior World, the classic photo of, of Ernie and Phil next to each other. Okay. Mr. Uh, Mr. Fish has a derivative of the one that I picked to win, so I'll leave that. AJ Fitz 13. Will still never be good enough to sign a deal with Monster Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Um, then uh, Wi Fi is horrible right now. Sesh, uh, twenty six eighty five. If we keep this up, we may leave lead the wind of rewards someday. Nineteen eighty four. T D Z. You might have a bigger trophy, but after presses on sixteen and eighteen, he lost yeah, four that ways. Was, that was a good one too. Uh, and then what other? One other one, Stephen V. Vade. Uh, two guys that have dealt with more tiger shit than Joe Exotic. That's good. Very All right. Good. And my winner is Dan Kilgore 3. Uh, in a 30 for 30 narrator voice. <laughs> what if I told you one of these two would get outplayed by Peyton Manning on national television? Oh, playing right into your you know, your heart with that. Just <laughs> he knows throwing his you audience. some red meat. Yeah. <laughs> He's played to the judges. That is one of your recent better takes that Phil got straight up outplayed by Peyton Manning <laughs> for about nine, ten holes. So Dan Kilgore wins one. Dan Kilgore, congratulations. Claim your prize by uh, probably best to email Will Knights. <laughs> Will at thefriedike.com. <laughs> my inbox is a black oh. hole. Oh, my God. That's pretty good. Uh, the all right. So you hit on some of the good ones I had picked out. Uh, late late submission has nothing to do with golf, more to do with appearance. HWS CLE, Dennis the Menace, best local porcini mushroom and youth golf tournament. That's pretty good, right? I liked that one a lot. Ernie really does have a Dennis the Menace look. Uh, did I pronounce porcini right? Porcini, porcini mushroom. I don't know. Um, you want to hear a funny way, mushroom story? Yeah, what's the mushroom story? I was at a a previous job, and uh, I was ordering lunch and for a, a colleague of mine and me, and she got a uh, a salad, and <laughs> I'm ordering, and I was I, it was in my twenties, and uh, <laughs> I didn't know how to pronounce. The mushroom. I, 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 the first time I really read what she wanted, I was like in the yeah. process. She sent me a link. I clicked on it, and she's like right next to me. And I'm like, uh, I got a turkey sandwich, and and I was like, and then uh, could I get a uh, shit take mush- <laughs> mushroom salad? <laughs> Needless to say, I never have pronounced shiitake wrong since. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> good story. 20 something Andy in his early early work place. <laughs> you had to be quite a character. Shit take mushrooms. All right, my my winner though is Nick E. Um and it is success abroad versus securities fraud. <laughs> pretty good. So pretty good. good. So Nick E on Instagram, get in touch with Will Knights. You have won a polo from B Dratty, first shotgun star polos, uh, which will be rolling out at some point, right? At I some think point they're in the future, go, go for sale soon, sometime in the near future. I don't know when, but what's Will's email again? Will, Will at the Friday at thefriedegg.com. Okay, so thank you guys for participating and following us, Shotgun Start Pod on Instagram. We may do more of those in the future. Yeah, we we will probably will. Different contests, you know. Who knows what the next one will be? Yeah. All right, let's get to some news. Where do you want to start with news? We have the OWGR. Should we get off some takes about this? Sure. I'd love to. Let's start back up. The official PGA Tour rankings, official FedEx Cup rankings, world rankings. That's what it's now known as. It's only... Stateside, it's only one tour. They're starting them back up. They're not holding for the rest of the world to start golf again. Lower tours to start golf again. Uh, it is a, it is now a uh, you know confined myopic ranking. Just the PGA Tour. That's all it is. Do you see? Might as well do you see Westy's take? No. Westy, uh, Westy said, uh, tweeted yesterday. He said, uh, "Time to rename it." <laughs> I, yeah, right? And there was only one dissenting vote. I don't know who's on this OWGR board. I thought they had a little bit of a, like a, 
they were kind of a burr in the saddle of the uh, I don't know what that actually means, but they they were kind of a pain in the ass for the PGA Tour. They didn't, you know, cow to their pressure, especially when it came to the shadow leaderboard at the Tour Championship. They were slow to give that event sanctioned, and they just appears they rolled over on this. And the only dissenting vote was uh, Keith Pelly. Keith Pelly. Um, Way to whisper it first. Uh, yeah. Not that anybody could tell you or hear you whisper it. I walked up to it quietly. Keith Pelly um, was the only dissenting vote on this board. What do you make of this? I, I mean, it's they are waiting it right in a way, kind of. No, I don't yeah, think there's they some are. waiting. No, well, I think the one thing is a bunch of stuff's going to drop off from everybody. Okay, but it's just ridiculous that they're being pen- they're essentially being penalized. There's no way to make it up. Like that's the thing that they're like, oh, well, you know, it's a freeze. It's like you're just gonna be missing out opportunities if you don't choose to take the risk of flying over to the United States, quarantining for. The other thing is, you fly over to the U.S. and then you have to quarantine for two weeks. It's not like you get to go grind and practice all the time. You have to sit inside and do nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not this is not a like a situation so like are you going to play your best golf after 2 weeks of quarantine? Maybe for some, you know. But it's uh it's I think it's you know for anybody that doesn't have status on on the PGA Tour or the Corn Ferry, you got hurt by this. I just don't understand why they Yeah. How, how there weren't more votes to not do this, you know? So you're giving these guys a month jump on at least the European tour, several others. It sounds like you sent me the memo. You got your hands on the memo. Pelly sent his player, players and uh, not not super pleased. Didn't seem, John Huggin wrote about it too in Golf Digest. Didn't, didn't, Pelly seems pissed. And I, I would I be think pissed rightfully too. so. Like, what the hell? Can we just like, I don't know. Feels like there's not a lot of collegiality in that move at a time when we might need it, you know, cooperation. So uh, everybody's uh, dealing with some some tough stuff, and it just seemed, you know, the tours got their own ranking. They got their FedEx Cup. What's this say about right. the FedEx Cup if they were so adamant about the the OWGR starting back up? I know. The other thing I noticed with Pelly's um, memo is about European uh, Ryder, Ryder Cup. Cup? They're freezing it, and it's kind of odd because, like, they it put them in just a really bad situation because they're freezing this thing for the European Tour Rider European Rider Cup team rankings. But then, if somebody goes and wins twice, they don't they don't get those points. Is that how it works? I don't I don't understand. I I don't I didn't follow. I couldn't follow it either. It seems like it's going to be all subjective, right? There's not going to be a ton of. Like the points list don't seem like it's going to be an indicator or, or carry the day at all in this. Is that how you read it? Yeah. I just, I don't know. Stenson, Hendrick Stenson was the first person I saw talked out about like a uh, fanless Ryder Cup is better than none. But it really does seem like a wave of player sentiment is that like they need to push it off a year. I don't know. Maybe they'll be letting some level fans in by end of September. I don't know. So it just Ryder cup really feels like just because the players are pushing are asking for it to be pushed off. It may be pushed off, but all right. Just another way in which the, the PGA tour has put their thumb on the scale here. They yeah. now are getting a head start in the world rankings. So can't, can't wait for the, the rise of uh rise of Jordan Spieth. Might cruise by some of those uh, European, you know, rivals he's he d- got now. He does do well at Colonial too. Plays well at Colonial traditionally. What well, I mean, he played I well a lot of places traditionally that he might not play the big, well. At I'm anymore. excited to see what happens when the drop when the drop happens because he's got some stuff frozen in there. Yeah, that's a good point. Like he's got a third at the Masters that's gone. Good point. Good I mean, point. all of a sudden. When you when you get up to where we are now in the schedule, looking at it starts to get pretty at speed, dicey. Yeah, it just looks it's pretty scary. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, a, P, 
He's probably going to be like in the 70s. He might be in the 70s. Jeez. So this is also, I mean, the Colon is going to have the the strongest strength of field ever, too. I mean, there's going to be a real chance to get back in the saddle there. Back up on the OWG hard horse, right? You're going to get some real points from it. Could this push it towards elevated event status? No. Could this Colonial's, be the, the the first push? I love Colonial. It's one of my favorite, but it, it it's seems not like the it's Colonial. Been, it's the Challenger. The Challenger. Whatever. Forget it's, about the car. It's been unloved, though. It feels like recently, uh, over the last decade. Okay. Other news. PGA Tour University is official. That's official. Official. I don't know that there was anything dramatic in there that we didn't already know. Uh, 15 players from college. You have to be four years, play four years in college. Top five in this ranking. It's largely based off the... Is there something flying around your room? You're looking all around. There's a the fly. Ceiling. There's a fly. And it's you're cast, distracted. It's I'm trying fly. to talk and you're it's just like... A, it's casting a big shadow. It's like a massive <laughs> fly. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's very distracting. Um. So the top five go to the Corn Ferry Tour in this ranking. It's large, I think it's based a lot off of the Wager rankings. Top five go to Corn Ferry Tour, then the other ten can choose one of the other feeder tours like Mackenzie, Latin America, China, things like that. Which of the feeder tours would you choose if you were? I think based off our old interview with um, I don't with Harry Higgs, I think it might be Latino America. Just sounds like quite the little traveling circus. A lot of fun. You know, going to Colombia, late nights in Colombia, partying. It sounds, I, I think I'd go with Latino America. What would you choose? I, I think I'd go Latino America too. I think that'd be, I, that'd be the way to go. South Africa, uh, South I, America is like a wonderful place. Beautiful, beautiful con- uh, continent. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Other news. You want to talk about this data golf chart. This data golf ranking that they came up. The brilliant minds at data golf. Twitter.com like slash data golf. The website, I think, is data golf. It's got a different URL, whatever it is. Look it up, data golf. Uh, what is this all time ranking? It, it focuses on peak. Yeah. Their, so their peak I, of their bunch of good players from 2004 to now. So, from what I gather, it's their best um, 150 round stretch of golf. And uh, okay. they looked at that and saw what their, you know, essentially, you know, what they would gain over the regular golfer, or like the, you know, average golfer per round is the way I'm reading this. I could be wrong. So, but, okay. you know, the way I'm reading okay. it. And uh, so obviously Tiger is, is first. And this is only post 2004. Important note. Um, only 2004. Because yep. that's where strokes gained came in to effect and they were able to you know do this off that so it goes yep. it goes tiger woods at, pl- at plus three eight nine when you think about that it's just insane the, the dg index datagolf.org is the url i knew it wasn't a basic dot com um, okay vj is second at plus 3.04 ernie third at plus 2.86 um then it goes furic at uh, plus 2.7. Jason Day, plus 2.6, number five. I mean, I mean, he had a hell of a peak there. Yes. Uh, Spieth, plus 2.58, which is they, their peaks coincided, too, which yep. is pretty neat. Um, That's summer then, of 2015. Yeah, then they got DJ. Uh, or Rory is Rory seven in 2012, uh, 2.54. So those, all these guys, you start to get bunched. Then you go, uh, DJ. I'm a little surprised Rory is 2012 and not 2014, the summer when he won Firestone in between two majors. But I, I don't know. I think that this recent stretch, I don't know if he hasn't had enough rounds to qualify, could be one that gets really high because his strokes game last year was just banana land. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. Maybe Roy didn't. Besides those three events, I, I can't recall. But okay. Um, then it goes DJ Luke Donald, plus two point four four. Now this is this is just him being ninth is utterly mind boggling when you consider that for his entire career he has lost shots off the tee. That's how freaking good he was 
with his irons, wedges, and putting. Then we go John Rahm, 10th. And uh, if you just keep scrolling, you'll find Phil at 15. <laughs> uh, Westy at 18. R- Ricky Tour Live at, uh, at 20. I love that. A favorite of mine on Ricky is that his peak came after the Hero World Challenge. That was like his run, just this like meaningless fall stretch into the Hero World Challenge, like winning the... <laughs> That's his peak. He played great golf in early 2018. It's, he played great golf. I'm not, you know, he had a lot of top fives at majors, but I just found it interesting that like climb the mountaintop right after the hero was when it ended, I guess. But uh, end of his peak. Phil's peak is sandwiched between Retief Goosen and uh, Sergio Garcia. I mean, that is kind of, I think, the most startling thing out of this whole thing. And then we're not just trying to feed into your whatever it's just what i've been saying for a few years that all the phil truthers come out and enforce against i mean what would you say what would you say this means does this mean like phil's like the the testament to phil's career is more longevity yes or the the what this means is that if both of them were playing their best ernie would beat phil by two shots over 72 holes and Tiger would beat Phil by. No, is that what it is? Is yeah. that the metric? Yeah, I think I believe so. The DG index. Mm-hmm. It's the quality of each golfer's recent performances relative to the average PGA Tour. It is in units field. of strokes gained per round. Okay. So, okay. so Ernie's at two plus two point eight six to Phil's plus two point three seven. Just the names ahead of him. I mean. Justin Rose, Stenson, Goosen, Adam Scott. Scott. I mean, these are all great players. Most of them major winners, but like Phil is generally considered like two, three, or four of this era, you know, somewhere in there. It's longevity. It's a longevity career. And the fact that he was American, this is the other thing is there's an American bias here. It's VJ at plus 3.04 is incredible. The other thing with Ernie that, will go overlooked is that it doesn't include 2003 when he was just dominant at the beginning of the year. It doesn't include any of the years in the nineties. doesn't include like 98 was another great year for Ernie because the strokes gained stats weren't available then, you know, Phil's best years came during the strokes gained era. Yeah. I was going to say, is, is he missing out on some, but not really. Right. I mean, was there some pre 2004 year for Phil that was like dominant, right? No. I, I mean, his first major was Oh four. So let me answer that know. question. He, no, he's not he's missing on out tour, on anything. Like, 10 years at that point. What he was missing out on then was the solid core. Golf so, like, do you believe that take? Yes, I do wholeheartedly he went from i don't know if you do he he went from not being able to control the ball off the tee so he he didn't hit it he his driving distance went up like 20 yards with the solid core golf ball i feel like there was one night we were together at an event and maybe we are maybe i'm I'm, you know saying too much we we were you know had a few or and you said it's not a good take you may be in a moment of truth serum had a good take after someone on tv a famous prominent golf personality was repeating your take on tv about the solid core golf ball and you started cackling that they were using your take when you'd like yeah that's not that great a take well you i know, don't know you if you can, believe it well here's the <laughs> counterpoint you know ernie's 2003 2004 were really good for him too and he got the benefit <laughs> of the, the solid core golf ball as well now if you look back on Ernie's career he was he was better he might have been better with the wound ball. Right. That's the thing. I mean, he does. I mean, Phil's amateur career wasn't too shabby. You know, he did some damage in the 90s. The the ability for big big players, like if you look at the gains from the solid core golf ball, in all the guys that had record years, like their best career year in 2003, 2004, because of the Pro V1X, it was mm-hmm. like... Retief Goosen, big guy, hit, hit all of a sudden hit it really long. Davis Love the third, big guy. You know, it, it gave these guys the ability to hit huge drives because of the lack of spin. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll never forget Phil, that. Phil, Ernie, Watching the- Phil, Ernie, VJ. VJ's another one. What do you mean? Just the, with the, Think the about swing and the when, when yeah. were VJ's prime years? Oh three, oh four, right? Oh, when oh, the four. when yeah. the Pro V One X came out. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, anything else you want to take out of this data golf thing? Westy's down behind Steve Stricker. That's Does that fine. bother you at all? No, Westy's where he should be. I mean, Stricker had some real peak. I mean, he was on a heater there for a while. Um, uh, how about the, the, boy- the Dutch boy? The Dutch boy is one ninety nine. He, he made it. He snuck in there. So did Jeff Quinney. Top 200 since 2004. Well, hey, what uh, about, what about uh, Stab, Boy from Bratislava clocking in at 53? That's a solid BFP. He's, ahead of, he's a ahead very... of Anthony Kim. Oh, wow. See, I tend to think Anthony Kim had like a, a hot peak, but no. You know whose ass is going to be chapped by this ranking? Who's that? Patrick Reed clocking oh, in at 60. 60. I just saw that. Holy cow. That was 2018 after he won the Masters. And he was, wasn't he leading that U.S. Open too at one point? Yeah. No. Um, I'm just glad the Dutch boy made it in. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a uh-huh. great list. Everybody should go look at it. It's data uh, golf. Very yeah. cool. Cool way to look at it. I mean, what surprises you? What doesn't surprise you? That That's basically what we're doing right now. It's, it's fun to look at. I think this is an important thing to look at because I How about always... ZJ? 62. Zatch? Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Zatch. <laughs> 62. <laughs> Two behind Reed. Guy, guy went at the old course, Masters. Although, yeah, was the Masters prior to stroke? What Masters did he win? But yeah, 2014, Zatch, 62. Okay. Uh, the uh, the one thing, because what I like about this is that longevity is an important factor in a player, like judging a player. But it, yeah. uh, what it, longevity does is it taints everybody's remembrance of players because you remember the players that played the best at the ends of their careers rather than who was the best when they were at their best. Okay. So, you know... the. It, because Ernie struggled, you know, post 2012, people remember him for the yips, you know, and they yeah. don't remember. And, and the thing with golf more so than every other sport is that your your end of your career is really prolonged. It's not like, you know, football where you just can't play anymore and somebody tells you you can't play anymore. You don't have a contract, you know, like that gets extended. That back half of your career gets extended and. You know, I think that's a, an important thing is is longevity is important, but it is weighted way too highly, I think, in, in career ending numbers as well as people's perception. I mean, it's like the whole Carl Malone thing. Guy put up a ton of points. I don't think anyone would suggest he was like the best player of that era. Maybe not even the best power forward of his era. You yeah. Know? Charles Barkley. Uh, that's the, what a lot of people would say. The round but, bound know, of rebound. Um. Yeah. Oh, one other thing you're talking about Ernie's yips. Which uh, Chip Hunter DM'd me. Uh, Chip, JJ Henry <laughs> fan. Does not always a fan of our criti- of, of our content, <laughs> but um, he, he but he's he's got some great points. So he texted me or messaged me because we cut it off early, right? We just like we were at hour two, you know, the two hour mark. We stopped after 2012. But the one thing about the yips, I think we forget, is like what he shot after that six putt. Oh, yeah. I think he went like 71-72 or 72-71 or something, right? It was incredible. He played really well. It was like kind of how he came back from what had to be just an absolute crippling, right? I mean, I know when I miss a short putt early in a round, in a tournament round, it is like the worst thing that you can have happen early on. Yeah, he played the first rest of the first round three over, but on Friday when the scoring average was seventy five and the low round was seventy one, he shot seventy three. So Friday when he shot seventy three in tough conditions. So I think we forget about that, Ernie. Okay, should we do a flashlight? Yeah, yeah. Or do you want to do? Should we do a read Bixby coffee? Please continue coffee golf approaches. Coffee golf is nigh. 
what, what do we got? Like six, seven weeks till the return of Coffee Golf, which you're calling the coffee pot. Please start your subscription at BixbyCoffee.com. Might have to do a giveaway around the coffee pot. Yeah. It's a good Father's Day gift, in my opinion. It's a usable product. It's not some, you know, BS socks or thing, you know, whatever the stuff that, you know, trinkets that you won't use. Coffee will be consumed. I got to tell you something. We'll peek behind the curtain. If you see any of these Father's Day gift guides on these golf publications and websites, just know that every everything that's listed in there was something that was sent to that place for free. Free sample. It's all crooked. And there's it's all probably bogus. There's affiliate deals tied to it, too. So when yes. you click, to, click on yes. them, they get paid. I, I want to... <laughs> I want... An honest, if there's an honest Father's Day gift guide out there, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to spotlight it and put it up on a pedestal. But this is just things that were, hey, these are PR people sending these people free merch to put in their Father's Day gift guide. That's all I'll say. I'll say. I never did a Father's Day gift guide. I, I, we, we're, I did one. We're not going to do I did one, one here. The first year of the fried egg, but yeah, I didn't. Ha- I didn't make any money off any of the links. <laughs> so just tread carefully when you're. Getting review, reading those recommendations. And buy Bixby Coffee. I think that's a solid Father's Day gift. Hey, don't pay attention to anybody else's gift guide. Buy our coffee is what you Yeah, I mean, are, we are out in the open with our conflicts. We are clearly out in the open with we're, our conflicts. We're in bed with the big beans. Nothing nothing <laughs> sketchy about it or untoward. You, you, we, we're on the table. Everything's out there. Okay, let's get to a little flashlight. Flashlight. We're going, you know... Sadly, we're missing a major this week, the U.S. Women's Open. Okay. So I flashlighted back. You know, I, I got the flashlight out, rummaged around, and uh, stumbled upon the 1998 U.S. Women's Open at Black Wolf Run. Do you know who won this? Ooh. 98. No. Who is it? I remember this Black Wolf Run one, though, distinctly. Who was it? It was uh, it was won by a player that would go on to earn the nickname the legend. Sayri Pak. Yes, Sayri Pak. Okay. Twenty-year-old Sayri Pak wins a twenty-hole playoff over amateur, twenty-year-old amateur from Duke, Jenny Chasira Porn. Yeah, Chasira Porn. Porn. I remember watching this. I couldn't spell it. I this is one where I think I could pronounce better than I could spell. If anybody, just because you, if anybody gives me shit about the pronunciation, <laughs> you know what? Go to hell. Like, I, um, yeah, exactly. In regulation, Jenny Chisirporn. Chisirporn holds a forty-five footer on eighteen to force a playoff. So Sayri Pack is in the group behind her. She's got a ten footer for the win, but misses. So. They go to a playoff, Monday playoff. They finished 72 holes at six over par, 290, which was the highest score since the 84 uh, U.S. Women's Open at Salem Country Club, which this is an important thing for for all the folks that get obsessed with par. That was a score of 290, but it was only plus two. So always remember the course is par plays a bigger. You should always just look at the score, not the score to par. Okay. Uh, in the playoff, Chasira Porn makes three birdies in her first five holes. She's an amateur, a twenty-year-old amateur. Like everybody thought Dude. she was going to be nervous uh, and everything. She just yeah. comes out nails. So she's four up through five, but then she makes a triple bogey. She hits it in the water on the par three uh, six, and the leads down to one. Uh, so we get so to the, how hey how established was Sayri Pak at this we're point? We're going to get to that. She's an amateur. Oh, this is the start of her. Okay, we're, we're right, going to get ahead. to that. She's a go rookie. Ahead. Yeah. So right. um, Pak is now. So she's two down on eleven. Pak's two two back. She birdies three of the next uh, four to go up one, and they end up even on the eighteenth hole. So crazy eighteenth. So this is from Jaime Diaz, uh, his SI article. Uh, from the from the week 
They were still even at the par 4 18th, where Pack uh, made her worst swing of the day, a quick pull that rolled down the bank of a water hazard. After a lengthy deliberation, she took off her shoes and, while standing in the water, hacked the ball across the fairway into the right rough, still 140 yards from the hole. Um, from there, she hit an 8-iron within 20 feet. With victory in her grasp, Chisira Porn yielded to the pressure, hitting her 45-foot chip so hard she spun around in disgust a moment after impact. Both players made bogeys, Chisiraporn missing from 12 feet. I thought that was going to be it, she said, but my hands were shaking a lot. Oh. For the first time, the Women's Open Championship was de- would be decided in sudden death. Wow. Two extra and holes, huh? How about her Two. admitting that her hands were shaking? That's crazy. I mean, not I need to look th- look up that clip of her spinning in disgust right after impact. I know. If I if I if I had prepared better, I might have had the clip ready. Um, so uh, goes on. You know, Pac makes like a long putt to win on the second playoff hole. Second at sudden death playoff. Yeah. So twentieth yep. hole. Yep. Um, Pac was. Only a rookie by name, though. This is important. Yeah. Okay. She's 20 years old, um, She, uh, but she was a dominant South Korean player. She had won 12 times on the South Korean LPGA Tour before coming. She came to America in 97, but her rookie year was 98. So uh, she, came, uh, she became, with this win, the youngest major winner in 30 years. At uh, Sorry, let me go back. Um, so she won just before this the LPGA championship, which was a major. You know, McDonald's LPGA. Yeah. So yep. she won that won that wire to wire, and there she became the youngest winner in thirty years, major winner in thirty years. Then she became okay. the youngest okay. champion at this one in U.S. Women's Open history. She was the first back-to-back major champion uh, since Meg Mallon in '91. The youngest ever to win back-to-back majors, joined Julie Inkster as the only rookie to win two majors in a season. With this, and uh, it it vaulted Pac into the com- conversation of best player on the LPGA at the time with Annika Sorensen and Kari Webb. So you know this is a loaded time for the yep. LPGA. Yep. Um, and she's twenty. Most, still. Yeah, she's twenty, okay. a twenty-year-old rookie. Uh-huh. So. This is from uh, Diaz's piece. Uh, I think this was after her win at uh, the LPGA. Born okay. in Taejeon, uh, South Korea, Pak was a schoolgirl sprinter, hurdler, and shot putter before turning to golf at age 14. So she won these six years after starting playing. Over the next four years, under the guidance of her father, Jun Choi, uh, a former professional baseball player and avid golfer who runs a small construction company, Seiri won more than 30 amateur events in Asia. She turned pro in 1996 and won six Korean LPGA events. In December of that year, she signed a 10-year deal uh, endorsement contract with Samsung, which was over a million dollars a year. Wow. How nuts is that? Yeah, substantial. And in early 97, moved to Orlando to work with David Ledbetter, whom uh, Samsung paid a first-year salary of $120,000. Last what? July... Yeah, Why is Samsung paying for the teacher? It must have been a deal. It must have been part of the deal. So last July, she finished 21st in her first U.S. Open and in the, in the fall tied for first at the LPGA Qualifying School. By that time, she was known throughout Asia as the female Tiger Woods. Gotcha. So yeah, what what do I see? I see like how many wins before she came? I mean, she, she won twelve. At- she won twelve times on the Korean LPGA tour before she came to the U.S. So she won. 98. She won a, a LPGA. She won a Korean tour event in 1992. Yeah, she would have been like 15 years old. Wouldn't she be? No, actually. Yeah, yeah, like 14. Maybe. 14. She started Jeez. playing when she was 14. Okay. Okay. Wow. All um, right. Insane. So, like, the big thing with Pac, 
and we'll go over we'll get at the end we'll do kind of what we usually do at the beginning of a spotlight but yep. the big thing with Pac was her global impact on the game like maybe arguably the most important golfer of this generation and that includes Tiger she has had a massive impact on on worldwide golf especially in the women's game and probably more yeah. so than Tiger Woods so after uh, this is Diaz again. Regular citizens held parties to celebrate Pac's win, the first in the U.S. by a Korean golfer. Since our country had its financial par- problems, Seiri is even more important to Korea, says her manager Stephen Sung. They look at her for inspiration. Everyone expects her to be number the number one player, and they put a lot of pressure on her. When she goes back to Korea, or even when she eats at a Korean restaurant in America, everyone knows her. And this is this is when she's 20 and has won yep. one tournament in America. So a lot of people made the comparison with her golf swing to Ernie Els, a fellow Ledbetter pupil. But then Ledbetter said, as a worker, she's in the Nick Fal- she's in Nick Faldo's class. I have to make sure she doesn't work too wow. hard. So Ernie Els, beautiful swing with Faldo's work ethic. <laughs> Not a bad um, combination to have. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then at the end of this DS piece, beyond becoming the best golfer ever, she has one other long-term objective. She believes in reincarnation, and in her next life, she wants to come back as the top male golfer in history. Like she sees, like she said, oh my gosh. me first, then later Tiger. Wow. This is at, tw- at 20. That's some big talk. That's crazy. That's amazing. So... What makes this this open, you know... Don't give Bryson any ideas, you know? What he could come back as. Seriously. He'll start thinking of all sorts of crazy stuff. He'll want to be a gymnast. Yeah, he'll want to be, you know, yeah, getting gold medals on the, the, the rings or something like that. Okay. So what makes this um, U.S. Open particularly important? The most, this is the where the impact like really can be traced back to. It was the first time that the uh, uh, American women's major was televised back in South Korea. Ah, oh, okay. This is from Dan uh, Ma- Manoyan from uh, the New York Times. That image shows how important Pac's 1998 U.S. Open, uh, U.S. Women's Open victory is to South Korea's national image. When Pac won that tournament here in, in a 20-hole playoff, defeating a, another 20, a 20-year-old, Jenny Chisiraporn, uh, in the longest playoff in open history, she opened the floodgates for the, the so-called Asian invasion of women's golf. Pac was one of three South Koreans entered into that U.S. Open 14 years ago. When the tournament began Thursday, this is 2012 when it returned to uh, Black Wolf Run, 28 yep. co- South Koreans were in the field. But that's not the only indication of the transformation of the sport, which 20 years ago was almost exclusively exclusively an American club. But one of the people watching that Open was, among other major winners, MB Park, okay. who remembered watching it as, I think she was nine at the time. Okay. And this is from a Ron Sirac uh, LPGA.com piece. After Sayri won, it was on TV every day, and they made advertisements of her hitting it out of the water, Park said. I watched it a lot of times, and I said to my parents, I can do that. A lot of Korean g- girls said that to their parents. That earned her the nickname The Legend. In Korea or on tour or both? Both. Not sure. Okay. Okay. The case for her, before we get into the stats, being more influential than Tiger is that, the development of the game sure. in South Korea. I think that's like when we kind of scoff at like Olympics and stuff like that. I think that's like we're thinking about it in too much of like our traditional American tour, our traditional American events. I think that's the pe- hope that golf, not to plug the Olympics here, but like they, they hope that some country where golf hasn't fully developed produces a champion or a medal winner where it means a lot there and and spawns some other giant you know sleeping giant of the game and then the way south korea has for for certainly for women's golf i think that's the great argument with the great hope for the olympics i agree because that that's what i think mike Wan said on my podcast when i interviewed him talked about like the ratings for 
I think it was a 24 yeah. for the Olympics in South Korea when, when MB That's Park right. won. This All this stuff came out in 2008 when uh, the LPGA commissioner, Carolyn um, Bivens. Forget, yeah, Bivens, had yeah. made a series of horrible, horrible judgments. That might be a whole nother flashlight. She's like the, yeah, it's like the James Dolan of, I don't know, commissioners or something. I don't know. She's just like a real, she's a punching bag for sure and takes a lot of shots. So, like, her big thing was the um, they the players had to speak English, like, learn to speak English, or else they were they couldn't play on the LPGA. And it really bugged a lot of sponsors. It bugged, most importantly, their biggest TV partner, South Korea. Eric uh, Adelson on ESPN is a pioneer in Sayuri Pak who changed the face of golf even more than Tiger Woods said that. And this has kind of got me thinking. So... Before Pac uh, joined the L- LPGA, only one South Korean woman, Oh Hee Koo, had won on tour. Now, today, 20 of the top 50 in the women's Jeez. world rankings are Korean. Jeez. Serac, in 2008 ESPN article, article, the LPGA tour's single biggest revenue stream is Korean TV money. Uh, so she essentially she wants created, to make them all speak English. Yeah. So That's she, Sayri Pak, created the LPGA's biggest re- revenue stream. F- close to single-handedly. But yes, was the impetus for it. Created, started, sparked it. Unbelievable. All right. Here's her rundown. The legend. Ended her career with 14 Korean LPGA tour wins, 12 of which were before 98, her rookie year on tour. 98, yeah. she's Rookie of the Year, obviously. Won two majors, right? 25 LPGA wins, five of which were major championships. 98, her career was 98 to 2010, so 25 wins, in, in uh, most of those came before 2007. She was 6-0 and in playoffs in her career. She was the youngest player ever inducted. The ant- anti-Crenshaw, 6-0. and yeah. Right? In playoffs? Yeah. She's the youngest ever inducted? Inducted into the World Hall of Fame. Fame, Qualifying at age 30 in 2007. She never won the money list, though, which is crazy. It's insane when you look at her. How'd that happen? Well, she she had Soren Sam and Kari Webb. Uh, And and then Lorena Ochoa all at at their peak. She finished second a bunch of times, but never uh, finished first. So we'll go down her 10-year peaks. Okay. All right, 10-year peak LPGA tour only. 225 starts, 16 missed cuts. New, one year where she missed none, but you know, a bunch of years where she only missed one. 24 wins and 99 top 10s, just under 50% top 10 percentage. Wow. And pretty good missed cut percentage, less than 10%. Pretty incredible. Not bad, yeah. Ten, not over, a bad. Peak. Over over ten percent win percentage is always always a good number. In the majors, ninety eight to oh seven majors. This was when the LPGA only had uh, four majors. Was her peak run? So thirty nine starts, five major wins, two runner ups, two thirds, six other top tens in thirty nine starts, two with withdrawals and one miscut. Very consistent. Wow. Then one other thing, I just found this year absurd. Just to give you the absurd, like of her not finishing um, first on the money list ever. Yep. All right. So 2003, she plays 26 tournaments, makes 25 cuts. She wins three times, second six times, has 20 top tens and 26 starts. Finishes second on the money list. Best score, best scoring who, average. Who was first? Like Annika. Uh, Annika, yeah, yeah. Uh, Annika wow. did it in only seventeen events. Wow. Let's. I'm just gonna pull this up since we're we're here. So Annika's 2003 was 17 starts, 17 cuts made, six wins, four seconds, one third, 15, 15 top tens, and 17 starts. How to make you some money, I guess. Incredible. Insane, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
So, so you, the legend. You, you agree with the maybe the, the larger, greater impact than Tiger thing? I think uh, in this generation. I think it's a hard thing to argue. I think I mean Tiger is tough because it's harder. It's so easy to connect the dots with say Repak, you know. Yeah. With with what happened in in South Korea. And yep. Tiger's uh, Tiger, I think you I mean, could make you, the comparison of like this generation of stars, you know. Yeah. Also, I mean, uh, it depends on how you define impact. Is impact purse sizes and money? Uh, you know, Tiger's obviously had a dramatic impact on that visibility too. I think for the game, but I, I don't know. It's 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 an argument for sure. Uh, series massive. W- what came after her? So. God, Annika is just insane. <laughs> That's a two-hour flash uh, spotlight. Annika won. So Pac's like three best tour years, 2001, 2002. She won five times in 2001, five runner-ups in 2001, finished behind Storm Sam. Next year, she won five times, finished behind Storm Sam. Next year, won three times. Good Lord. Unbelievable. All right. All right. That's it. Good, good one. That was a good, good flashlight. 98 U.S. Open into the career of Sayri Pak, U.S. Women's Open. All right. Thank you. Everyone, uh, enjoy your weekend. Do we have anything else? Any other business we need to get to? I think that covers it. I think that's it. it. We got a good friendly note that someone business emailed today, referred to it as Friday Junior. John Fecker just sending us. I love the, the when they send the screenshots of people in the real world using Friday Junior in emails. So we are there. We are at the end of the week. Uh, be safe. Be uh, well this weekend, and we will catch up with you on Monday. Last last weekend of uh, no golf, right? It's a yeah. tour week next week, so we'll have fan vote Friday. All this other nonsense is back. I think next week. All right, Ricky, enjoy Ricky your tour live is back <laughs> next week. Rick Tour Live. Enjoy your weekends and uh, thank you for your continued support of the podcast. Mm-hmm.